Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure of being here as always with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, who's head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? I am doing great. We got this, we're still at, you know, winter, but we got this spring-like weather. But it's good. I like it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm sure we'll have a a few days where we slip back into that weather pattern. But, you know, it comes with the territory at this time of year. Yeah, I'm sure the freeze is going to, like, ruin all the, uh, you know, apples and cherries and all that. It always does. It always seems to happen, but that's okay. Hey, we've got a great show lined up today. This is one of our favorite programs to do. It's when we answer questions from the listeners. And if you ever have a question that you would like to have answered on the air, you can email us, drman at smileman.com. Remember, two N's in man, drman at smileman.com. Dr. Man, you ready to get some, to some questions here? I am. Excellent. Let's get the first one up here. This one comes from Jan and Garner. Jan asks, Dr. Man, my son is eight years old, fell and hit his front top two teeth. They were loose for a few days, but did tighten back within a week. Are there any concerns I should have from that trauma? What do you say, Dr. Man? It's a very common thing, you know, at a young age um, to hit those front teeth. Um, in fact, most people, you know, most, most children at age eight have their permanent front two teeth on the bottom and the top. Um, but if you do hit those and they, um, from, you know, loosen up or if they come all the way out and, and we have to put them back in, um, there's a couple of things you have to, uh, consider. Number one, you want to visit the dentist right away to get an x-ray. And the reason for that is, um, we need a, we need a baseline x-ray to determine one, did the root fracture or the tooth fracture. And number two, we also need a, a picture of the actual nerve pulp that's in, that's in the middle of the tooth. Um, a, if there's a fracture, it just depends on where the fracture is, uh, which determines what we do. Um, if the root, if the root fractures, you know, fairly low, uh, there's a lot of, not a lot of things that we have to do. If it, the further up it comes towards what the, we call the crown of the tooth, then sometimes it become, it can become a problem. Um, so, um, that, that's something that we note when we take that x-ray. Um, but one of the things we see with trauma, um, in some teeth as the two, as the, um, as the person ages and it can happen right away or it can happen five, 10 years down the road. Um, we, we see something called resorption, um, of the root and, uh, we don't really know what happens. Um, we know that, uh, there's a cell that goes in and starts eating, um, the bone from the, uh, excuse me, from the tooth from the inside out which is called internal resorption, or there's other external type resorptions that can occur uh, from uh, trauma. So uh, that is something uh, we like to take a x-ray to take a baseline to see if that's occurring. And then I recommend the first few years to take what we call a PA, which is a periapical x-ray of that tooth once every six months to make sure that the um, resorption hasn't started. A lot of the resorptions can be treated by a root canal. Um, some of those resorptions can't, um, so uh, a, a different alternative has to be um, has to happen, like surgery or possibly removing the tooth. But uh, that that is my recommendation if you get trauma. Now, you definitely the teeth are really loose. You want to see a dentist so that we can um, basically tie them together. We actually put a um, a piece of metal 
to the teeth that aren't loose and kind of brace those teeth to keep them from moving so that the ligaments can tighten up around them. Um, if it comes completely out, I tell patients to put it in milk or if you don't have milk, try to, you know, get the, the um, patient to spit in a cup and, and, and put that tooth in spit. You don't want that tooth to, to what we call hydrate or get super dry before we um, insert it back in. And I've actually inserted teeth that have been completely knocked out back in with no problems. Um, the, the, the tooth doesn't die. The ligaments reattach. It's just a matter of how that tooth is, is, is stored. So, but get to your dentist as quick as you can when that trauma happens. Speed is the name of the game and being able to react quickly is uh, something that can go a long way there. Thanks for answering that question, Dr. Mann. And thank you, Jan, for sending in your question. Let's get to the next one here. This one is from Becky and Carrie and Dr. Man, Becky's a little bit skeptical here. Let's see if we can help her out. She says, <laughs> all right, let's hear what this one is. Man. <laughs> Dr. Man, a maintenance guy came who came to my house, told me he recently had to have heart surgery due to an infected tooth. Can this be true? That's a good question from Becky. Becky, I would not be skeptical about this. Um, tooth infections or any infection in your body is very, very serious. Um, and, you know, there's been deaths uh, caused by tooth infection. And if an infection in a tooth is no different than if you had an infection in your leg and it went into your bloodstream and you got systemic. The same thing can happen when you have an infection in the tooth. It gets into your bloodstream and it can travel to your organs, um, heart valves, which is probably what happened to this uh, this guy. Um, and it can it can happen at a young age. You know, I've, I've, I've heard 30 year old olds having to have valve um you know, replacements or, or a heart surgery due to uh, infections in the teeth. The other thing that we know is like if you have hip uh, replacements or knee replacements is those infected teeth, the bacteria can go down and settle on those uh, those implants. So it's it's not something to take very lightly. Um, and if you if you're not getting your teeth checked on a regular basis, it can easily come about. You know, I can't tell you how many people come in to my office with jaws that are twice the size of what they need to be and uh, or, or what they normally are. So, and it all comes down to one infected tooth and it doesn't matter how small the tooth is or how big the tooth, um, it can really become a major problem. So I wouldn't be too skeptical about it. Um, take it very seriously. And again, these can be avoided by just visiting the dentist on a, on a regular basis um, and making sure you don't have deep decay or periodontal disease around your teeth that can cause these infections. That's the name of the game, making sure that you're getting those regular checkups. Make use of your insurance. If you don't have insurance, you should head to Dr. Man's office, ask them about their in-office plan. It's a wonderful way for you to make sure that you're getting those regular visits. You can learn more by going to smileman.com. That's Dr. Man's website, smileman.com. Man has two ends at the end. From there, you can find information on all the services and information about the whole team there and you can find information about the nearest office location to you there's three office locations there's one in Cary, one in garner one in fuquay verena learn more at smileman.com or call 919-462-9338 919-462-9338 we're taking a short break but we'll be back with more stick around you're listening to teeth talk with dr charles ashley mann on fm 98.5 am 680 wptf news talk traffic
Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Thank you so much for being here with us. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. He's head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. You can learn more about him by going to smileman.com. Man with two ends at the end, smileman.com. Today we are answering your questions Feel free to send email us your questions and we will answer them on the air once our email inbox fills up a bit. Shoot your emails to drman at smileman.com. Let's get back to it. Next question we have here, Dr. Man. Dr. Man, I have I have to have a tooth pulled, and the doctor is giving me the option of a bone graft after the tooth is removed. What are your thoughts? This is from Tom and Fuquay. That's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things we have to consider when we lose a tooth is how we're going to replace it or if we are going to uh, replace it. You know, most people, if they lose a tooth in the front of the mouth, they're, you know, oh, I got to replace this right away. You know, it, it's in it's in my smile line. And, um, you know, they, they don't want people to see them without a missing tooth from a cosmetic standpoint. Um, in the back, um, I always tell people it's just as important to replace a missing tooth in the back, especially, you know, a molar that you're chewing on, um, because if you don't, that space uh, will fill in and your teeth will, will start moving and it'll actually affect your overall chewing performance because your bite shifts. Um, but the bone grafts um, are very, very smart thing to do, because when you take a tooth out, um, there's the socket that remains. And uh, a bone graft is very simple when you take the tooth out. All we do is pack bone down into those sockets. It allows the ridge where the where your, your your tooth is sitting to not collapse. A lot of times we see that ridge collapse when we take a tooth out. And when that collapses, it changes the way the ridge feels. So your tongue is going to feel a little bit different on it. Um, you also have lost bone in that area. So it kind of... Um, uh, it, if you're wanting an implant to replace that tooth, uh, there's a possibility there may not be enough bone there. The easiest time to do a bone graft is right at, at the time of extraction. A lot of um, people, I've had to go back and do bone grafts after the extraction, and it's a lot more painful and it's a lot more costly um, down the road if they want an, an implant. A lot of times we replace a missing tooth with a bridge. Um, and you also want the, that bone there when you have a bridge because um, the tooth that's fused between the two crowns to replace that missing tooth, um, you won't get food impaction underneath if you have a nice solid bony ridge there. So um, the other the other aspect is when you put that bone there, the teeth on either side of the missing tooth need to be strong and have bone uh, around them. So you don't want to lose tooth around them. Uh, excuse me, you don't want to lose bone around them either because your biting forces are very hard. So we have to make sure that we keep that bone healthy. And when we start pulling teeth out and there's no stimulation deep down in the bone into the marrow, our body says, hey, we don't need to keep laying bone down there because there's nothing, there's no reason to. So your body's not going to spend energy doing that. So when we put that bone graft in there, the bone, your, your body sends on um, these cells up there to lay down bone. But you quickly want to try to get an implant if you're going to in there within a year, year and a half or two. Or you may start losing bone again, but it is a very smart thing to place on um, that bone graft at the time of extraction because, A, 
it's less invasive, it's cheaper, and you want to preserve that ridge as long as you can. Good to know Tom was getting some good advice there. And let's let's get to our next question here, Dr. Man. And this might be the most important one that we get to today. This one comes <laughs> from Laura and Carrie. Laura says, Dr. Man, my husband snores throughout the night, which is affecting my sleep. I have heard of a mouthpiece that a dentist can make to help with this. Can you talk about it and how it works? Dr. Man, I, th- I think you're going to uh, have some some music to Laura's <laughs> ears right now. Yeah. Did you say, did you say that, uh, that was Laura, right? Yeah. Uh, Laura and Carrie. Carrie. Well, Laura, you know, I've been slapped a couple of times by, you know, by my late wife, um, <laughs> um, in bed, you know, and I was snoring. Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about what snoring is. Basically snoring is when your airway, um, becomes narrow and air is, is being forced through a narrow airway and your tissue vibrates. And there's two types of, um, snoring. There's an upper airway and a lower airway. Your upper airway is from your nose to the top part of the back of your throat, probably about when you look in your throat, the top part. Um, the lower airways from the top part down to probably where your esophagus is, um, where it closes off. Now, the most common is the lower airway. It tends to close off really easily, um, and the air is being forced, and that tissue is vibrating. Um, if it's an upper airway issue, it's fairly easy. Um, those nose right strips that you see are very, very useful. Um, but I will be honest with you, most people don't have upper airway. They mostly have lower. Um, the people who have upper airway, it's usually a deviated septum or something that's not allowing that upper airway to open. And <clears throat> you can get surgeries for that, or you can get uh, use those easy airway strips, start with those and see if they work. Lower airway is a little bit more difficult. Um, First of all, if you're a heavy snore and um, it's severe, you want to get uh, some kind of sleep study to make sure you don't have sleep apnea. Um, uh, really severe snoring throughout the night is, is that's a one sign. Doesn't necessarily mean you have sleep apnea, but that's a major sign of, of sleep apnea. But um, the, the device that she's talking about is basically called a mandibular advancement device. So when we, lo- when we move the lower mandible or the lower jaw forward, we open the airway up and it's bigger. Um, it also tightens those tissues in the back there so that they can't vibrate. So um, you, you kind of kill two birds with one stone. You're getting more air and opening that uh, volume up, and you're tightening it up so that so that you're not going to snore. They're highly effective. I wear one myself, and um, you know a lot of people that snore, it's just as simple as that. You come in, we we um, we actually make one for you. It's fitted to your teeth. We actually do a little chair side. Um, uh, we basically put these blocks in your mouth and have you to try to snore chair side when we make them. And um, the good thing about these um, appliances we, we use is they're titratable. So what that means is we can move them out um, 0.5 millimeters at a time until the snoring stops. <clears throat> and that's a really good thing if you're going to get any kind of appliance. If it's not titratable, then they're basically placing you in one position and saying, hey, that's going to stop your snoring. It doesn't necessarily. You might have to be out further. So <clears throat> let's uh, uh, the uh, the other thing about snoring um, that I always tell people is, uh, you know, if you're obese, if you're overweight, uh, lowering your BMI can 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 decrease uh, the amount of snoring that you that, that happens. And so, you know, that is another uh, thing that can you can do 
to to help um, decrease the snoring. But there's a lot of snores out there, both men and women. And um, if it's something chronic and and you want to, um, one of those mandibular advancement devices, you can always call our office for a free consult. But uh, it, it is a major problem that that does affect a lot of relationships. I'll be honest with you. You know, people have to have their sleep, and when they're not they don't go to sleep, they're grouchy. You want us to be able to sleep together, but many times you can't. So it does affect a lot of couples. It certainly does. And hopefully, Laura, you've got some information here to help remedy that or at least alleviate it, alleviate it somewhat. Thank you, Dr. Mann, for helping Laura out. We've got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. <coughs> You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm Jason Kong alongside Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. If you want to find information online or maybe book an appointment to see someone, go to smileman.com. Man with two ends at the end, smileman.com. We're taking your questions today. You can always shoot us an email, drman at smileman.com, and we'll answer your questions here on the air. Dr. Man, I've got two more that I want to get to real quick. The next one says, Dr. Man, my dentures are loose and I'm having a hard time eating and talking. I'm using denture adhesive, but it is not working. What can I do to get them tighter in my mouth? This is from Ronald and Garner. Well, just like I mentioned earlier in the uh, show, uh, if if you don't stimulate the deep marrow of your bone, you will start losing bone. And it sounds like that's what's happened to Ronald over time. He's losing bone. And that means that your dentures are not going to fit. Your dentures have to fit tight. And what holds your dentures in basically is a, a vacuum between the denture and your gums. Um, as that bone um, goes away, the vacuum goes away. So there's a simple solution for him. He can actually um, get something called a chair side reline which we reline his dentures chair side so that they fit tighter to his gums. The other thing that he may consider to a decrease that bone loss and to get really stable, stable um, stability. So he doesn't have to wear that denture adhesive is think about some dental implants. We can put two dental implants on the bottom and four on top, and then his dentures will snap into those implants. He doesn't even have to have his dentures remade. And then that will give him the ability to chew anything he wants without having to use any kind of adhesive. And the good thing about it is it stabilizes the bone. He's He will be stimulating that deep marrow, so he won't lose bone in that area. And um, and, and it's a it's a great thing for, for denture wearers who have that problem. So that's something that he really should consider. Um, it's life-changing for many people that have had dentures and they're starting to get loose. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. how that would make a huge difference. All right, last question here. Dr. Mann, I have recently started taking a new medication that is really drying my mouth out, especially at night. Do you have any recommendations to prevent the dry mouth? This is from Mary and Fuquay. Mary, one very, very common. You're not the only one that has dry mouth out there from uh, medications. It's a common side effect for a lot of medications. And um, it, it is very irritating. And, and I hear people a lot at night um, complain about it. And one of the things is because a lot of people will breathe through their mouth throughout the night, which dries them out. One of the things you can do 
is um, something very simple. I tell people to get coconut oil and it looks like lard. It comes in a glass jar, sometimes plastic, but try to get glass. Um, put a little, after you brush, floss your teeth and rinse, put a little dollop of that in your mouth and let it melt and then swish it around for two minutes and then spit it out. You'll be surprised at the, uh, um, the excuse me, is how it will um, make your mouth feel nice and uh I would say um, almost like you have saliva in your mouth throughout the night. Um, the other thing is you can t try some biotin products. Um, biotin um, works really well, um, but I find that the coconut works just as well. It's a lot cheaper. And um, a lot of people that I have uh, that have started using to have dry mouth really have uh, a good success with it. One of the things I can say about dry mouth is um, you, you, you want to visit your dentist very, very often if you have dry mouth because it does increase your risk by like tenfold to get decay, especially around your gum line. And that's because our saliva is a defense mechanism against plaque buildup. So you'll get more plaque buildup. So you want to brush more often to get keep that plaque away. But the coconut oil will also help with that. So that's a quick solution. Um, there's some other over-the-counter products you, you can use, but those two, biotin and, and coconut oil, are the best things you can use. Make sure you're getting those regular visits. If you want to make your regular visits to Dr. Mann, you can go online to smileman.com. Man has two ends at the end, smileman.com. Thanks, everyone, for sending in your emails. We really appreciate it. Dr. Mann, thank you for helping out our listeners. And again, smileman.com is where you can go if you'd like to book an appointment or if you want to find more information about an office location close to you. There's three of them. There's one in Fuquay, Verena, one in Garner, and one in Cary. Again, learn more at smileman.com or call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. That's going to do it for us today on behalf of Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>